five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. We're here to talk about craft, community, building a meaningful career. Uh, and today we're joined by our guest, Spencer Corwin. Spencer works as a software engineer uh, in the crypto ecosystem, does, mm -hmm. does uh, maintenance for a lot of the tools in the Neo developer ecosystem. And uh, he, like before that, before that he worked in the finance baking worlds, um, did, did pretty well, but then I guess wanted to work in, in technology and like, honestly, Spencer did a really good job of studying and just like making the career change. He like, he locked himself on Catalina Island for like four months and just went through the entire uh, free code camp curriculum and then just like worked on a bunch of projects. And every like, every like three months, you'd be like, hey, uh, this is my website and my resume and the projects that I'm working on. Like, what do you think? And I would just be like, oh, you're doing it exactly. Like, <laughs> like oh, I, I would maybe work on this thing. And then like three months later, like, yeah, I built that thing. I also built a Twitter bot and all these random other things mm -hmm. and then yeah he just like it was it was amazing because very i feel like a lot of people want to be software engineers and uh like obviously it's hard when you're past college and you're doing like an actual career change and then essentially just like did all the work and then just like did did the right he like networked at the right time and then like got his job through a friend of a friend and then now, now, what are you like the lead engineer? <laughs> uh, yeah, technically, I mean, I'm the only engineer, so yeah, wow. like CTO in a sense, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, wow, free so code camp—that's intense. Going through that whole thing, wow. Yeah, yeah it was a good curriculum curriculum to like guide me because you know I didn't know exactly what to study, you know what was going to be in demand, but through a lot of reading and networking and stuff, and kind of just reading the tea leaves of the industry was like, yeah, web, web <laughs> development is like the way to get in. And Free Code Camp has like the best, you know, curriculum to follow. And then I figured I'd follow that and, and did. And that, that turned out to be a good, good plan. That's so impressive. Yeah, so tell me a bit more. Like what, what is it, you, you said you're a software dev, but you're the main lead dev for a crypto company? Um, yeah, so it's called Neo Tracker. That's the name of the company. We got two products. We have Neo Tracker at NeoTracker.io, which is a what's called the Blockchain Explorer and wallet application for a very specific blockchain, which is called the Neo Blockchain. Um, so yeah, and then we have an, another set of two, um, another product that we call Neo One, which is what we're actually more well known for, which is a set of developer tools. They're just NPM packages, NPM packages, developer tools for. Um, uh, JavaScript developers to write tools and applications and smart contracts for the Neo blockchain, just, just the Neo blockchain. Wow. So that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So if you, if you like buy Bitcoin, for example, um, and you want to know, you want to see the transaction on the blockchain, you would go to a blockchain explorer to actually see the transaction, what block it was in all this kind of, kind of metadata that most people don't care about, about your transaction. Um, you go to that and then you use a wallet application, which our Neo Tracker also does to kind of 
to uh, handle your funds. So you would use the application to send money, to see what your balance is, um, and that kind of thing. Cool, cool. So, so is NEO its own protocol? Um, it's its own blockchain. It uses, and, and yeah, it has its own protocol. It's very similar to, like, it's got a lot of overlap with other blockchains, though. Um, so the main difference is the uh, consensus algorithm, um, which is just how all the nodes agree on the state of the, the NEO blockchain. And it uses uh, um, like, a, like a proof of stake, is what it's called. Um, like, like Ethereum is what is, they're trying to go to for Ethereum 2.0. Um, and yeah, so uh, yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, so it's, it's a proof of stake uh, blockchain and you've got smart contracts. That's pretty impressive. How long yeah, have you guys been around for? It's impressive. Um, it's been around, man, for a while. It, it was actually called AntShares at first. I mean, it, it, it like kind of, you know, probably came on the scene, I, I don't know, around the same time as Ethereum, I want to guess, or, or maybe afterwards, soon afterwards. Um, but yeah, it's got the whole, the whole smart contract um, infrastructure, infrastructure like Ethereum does. Um, it's, got, it's got the proof of stake. Um, yeah, so it was called AntShares and then they rebranded it to NEO and uh, that's kind of when it kind of exploded in popularity. Wow. And it's based, the team, for NEO is based out of uh, Shanghai. So it's sometimes referred to as the Ethereum of China. And then here you are. And then here we are, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the guy, the guy who founded this company, um, he was working at Facebook as a software engineer for a long time, super talented engineer. And then when all this, when all the crypto stuff exploded in 2017, and it was just like, you know, everyone was getting in on it and, and trying to figure out what to do. He just wanted to like learn about it. This is how it was told to me. He wanted to learn about it. And so the best way that he knew how to do that was to just make something. He was an engineer. So he yeah. said, I'm going to make a blockchain explorer. And that and in that process, I'll learn everything there is to know about blockchain. And so he, I don't know how he exactly picked Neo, but I, I think he said that Neo was the only one that didn't have like a very popular blockchain explorer um, uh, yet. Or maybe it was no like English language blockchain explorer yet. So he just picked that one because like Ethereum at that point had, you know, they had all the tools built out. They all these nice, well done blockchain explorers and stuff like that, wallets and tools like that. So he made one for Neo and then it just kind of exploded. It, it was, it, it's a, it's a really nice UI. It's a really nice user experience with this blockchain explorer. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's a really good one. It's very well organized and stuff like that. So he did a good job and then it just exploded in popularity you know, money started coming in and, and then he, he quit his job and started doing it full time, started hiring people. And then they, and then, then was the, uh, the tools, the Neo one tools, um, the developer tools that came later. No way. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he built the whole thing pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So is there, is there like a special trick? Like what's the advantage of Neo over Ethereum or Cardano, which will get smart contracts soon on solano and that stuff um i'm actually not that familiar with the other blockchains um i i believe i, I believe the main um the main benefit is um the, is um the main difference between neo and the other blockchains like like uh, ethereum is the 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 consensus algorithm the uh, proof of stake it's called byzantine fault tolerance Ooh, uh, yeah. byzantine yeah that's just the, the thought experiment behind that the byzantine general 
the experiment blows yeah, yeah. my mind i still barely understand it i, I definitely not looked at it i don't know <laughs> but so it, it means that once a block is persisted to the blockchain that's it that there is no like waiting for there's no potential forks there's no like waiting for oh you gotta want to wait for six blocks before you consider the transaction final that kind of thing so it's all it's like every a block is added every 15 seconds and once the block is added you can be sure that it's not going to be um not added so that i think that's the main that's the main uh, benefit of ours versus others that's so cool yeah and uh actually the, the other main thing is that um I'm, I'm not super sure about developing smart contracts in ethereum but i know we at least market that you can write we have compilers we have a general purpose neo vm um to run smart contracts on which means we the community maintains a bunch of different compilers for different languages so you can uh, we actually maintain a typescript compiler so you can write a smart contract in typescript which is normal we try to make it as close to normal typescript as possible so if you're just a javascript or typescript developer and you want to write smart contracts you just write typescript and very very regular typescript and that compiles down to a an executable neo contract and so there's also compilers for c sharp um python java i think there might be more but that those are the main ones at least so so it's kind of like look come, like come there's like very you know like an easy learning curve you don't have to like learn solidity or some brand new language or understand like even that many nuances of blockchain to write an application very quickly i've heard solidity wow. is really close to javascript i haven't yeah. worked with it but yeah that's you know yeah they based a lot of it off of javascript but they they have a lot of similar patterns for sure mm, that's amazing yeah. so you wrote all those compilers congrats <laughs> no <laughs> help maintain the typescript compiler which is a really cool project actually like I'm, I'm really happy that that was something that we had that i as, as like a new developer could could work on a compiler it's really cool wow yeah wow. what kind of stuff do you want to work on for your next thing um i don't know i i i like what i'm doing now like i, I like the work I, I like the um it's fun I, I don't i don't really i don't know if i care that much about what i'm working on at this point yeah wait wait you don't care about what you're working on or are you i must well, have missed something well i don't he, he was saying like what what i want to work on right or what kind of yeah i guess what all right well because uh, you've, you've told your own company as well, mm -hmm. at the end of the year, you're going to be looking for another job. Yeah. And Wow, that's straightforward. Yeah, I mean, there's only two of us, so it's, you know, there's no secret between us. Got you, got Spencer you. leaves and the, the company is over, basically. Hmm. Maybe, I, yeah, I think, I think, that, I think if, you know, we are trying to find someone, yes, we're trying to make it a smooth transition. So I can, you know, transition out and someone else can transition in in a way that everyone, you know, can be happy um, going forward. But so, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like, other than working at a big company and getting paid X amount more, is there anything that you're looking for? I mean, it's more about having and more engineers around me mm -hmm. and to like guide me and, and teach me the right, you know, right way to do things and, and learning from really good engineers. Whereas right now I don't really have anyone to learn from. Um, I am obviously able to like learn from the, overcoming the challenges of my day to day job, but mm -hmm. it's just me. But you, my, you're my telling me job. Google doesn't do the trick? 
you can't that's not the mentor you're looking for <laughs> yeah yeah goals. exactly yeah yeah there's yeah i think there's more to more to life than that so uh um yeah i don't know i, I haven't i haven't thought about that much exactly i i think um it's going to come down to like what teams have positions available at whatever company and then and if you know they say like you want this team or this team then i can evaluate at that point and say like well, that thing sounds cooler than the other thing got it yeah so you're looking for mentorship and growth and just how do you grow yourself in the development world um yeah yeah something like that yeah right on that's very fair that's honestly very fair how long yeah. and you've been working at neo for what two years now as a dad uh, yeah a little over two years yeah wow yeah it's incredible you're you've, you've probably done a lot if you're the sole dev i can't even imagine to be honest yeah well i've, I've only been the sole dev for like six months now or so still that's a long time yeah you're killing it i mean my, my coworkers were great when you know the other coworkers that i had the other engineers that were on the team before were awesome <laughs> so i learned a lot from them amazing yeah so like you you want to you want to grow a bit more into the tech industry and then fang etc as your kind of like goal um do you, what what are some like uh, side projects or any hobbies or what do you like to do what are you working on these days on the outside um in terms of software nothing i actually just whatever sent on the on the work uh there's, there's all hustle all <laughs> There's, there's so much work to do all the time. We're, we're always playing catch up. So, um, and I, I really like it. And I, I learn, I still learn from the code. Like the, there's such a huge code base and there's so many challenges and so many things to work on that it's gives me plenty. So I don't like to split my attention and focus in too many, too many directions. So I, I think I have tried in the past to like start on side projects and stuff like that, but just keep coming back to focusing on, on, you know, the work that I have in my day-to-day job. It, oh, well. know, provides me everything i need so for, for now right yeah. what about outside of software work stuff um you know just normal I, I do crossfit and go on hikes a lot and you know have a social life and uh yeah normal stuff <laughs> i'm a pretty normal guy <laughs> so oh. backflips I was, I was learning to do a backflip last year. That's <laughs> All right, let's see it. <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, in the apartment. <laughs> I probably could. It's just, it's just like a risky, you know, it's risky. Especially Either, live. Yeah, especially live. Yeah, for my ego, not, not for my physical health. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could be a hero. <laughs> yeah, it would be really cool, but no. Darn. No, no, no. <laughs> Darn. There uh, goes on Bumble BFF. Yeah. finds people to hike with like oh yeah always making new friends for sure i'm only oh, no way does it actually yeah. work for you Bubble BFF? um it, yeah it did work i i've i've met one person from i don't do it i haven't done it in a while um i met one person from there i went on a hike with i brought my friend myself and then this guy met us at the trail and we all went for a hike and it was super awesome and yeah, we we all stay in touch still Oh, that's actually so with, cool. With a new guy that we met from that, you know, my friend and I met up with from Bumble. And, but yeah, it's, it's hit or miss. Um, yeah, but he was super cool. And yeah, again, he's a, he's a friend now. So that worked out. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so where are you from, by the way? Um, Southern California. 
Oh, nice. Oh, see. Oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. How about you? Are you? You're both from LA. Is that how you guys know each other? No. Um, oh. I'm I'm in Arizona. We he's he's from LA. I, and we met in San Francisco. We met on like a, at a group thing called Koru, and then we met on Bart. <laughs> you met on Bart. Uh, yeah, on the subway. <laughs> well, I, when I when I met Hugh. I was like, I was like, ah, oh, cool guy. I'll see him again, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then after I, the program ended, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then I, and then I just saw him on Bart one day. And yeah, then, and then. then after that, I was like, hey, uh, like, what are you doing this weekend? And then we spent like a, we spent a day in song. So that was pretty memorable. A day in song. Yeah, like we were like singing the whole day. Oh, okay. And like. Like I would be beatboxing and someone would be rapping, and then we had like I had a drum, so we like were using that at one point. Yeah. But yeah, we spent we spent a day in the song. Like like we didn't talk normally. Right. We were the whole day we were just yeah. like, I want to do this next. Like, what do you want for lunch? And just <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds like I'm making this up, but this no, is, I believe this you. Is I totally believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> like we're like at, i think we ate tacos or something like we're at the restaurant just like singing yeah yeah that's great we had some really good like like really good beats and really good like melodies and stuff yeah i wish i recorded some of it but too too much in the moment to whip out my phone and be like oh i'm gonna record this right yeah like, that would have that might have killed the moment so um <laughs> so yeah yeah nice do you have any insight on that day I, I just remember walking down a sidewalk and like there were green trees and looking around and it's like south of Berkeley-ish. And I was just like, I remember rapping and I was like, man, I feel really, really like comfortably uncomfortable because I normally wouldn't do this. And I've never done this before, but I'm like rapping in a terrible way. I'm like, I love hanging out with my friends, walking down the street and here we go to get something. Let's go to this place over there. <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, we're pretty quirky. Random stuff. Yeah, what's yeah. what's one of the quirkiest things about you, Spencer? Um, what's it? I, I don't know. I don't have a TV. How about that? There's no TV. Oh, here. nice. You can, wow. you can verify. There's no television. Yeah, so, just just a three computer screen. Yeah, yeah, bags. Oh, yeah, the laptop. <laughs> Mister, yeah. I don't have a TV. I'm yeah. looking at three computer screens. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is the ethos. Of the deck, you know? This this thing could be a TV right it here. It could be. It's, it's like a forty inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. All right. Well, <laughs> very quirky, Spencer. So quirky. Oh my god. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So like, basically, what what I'm like trying to trying to figure out here is how how do we kind of like i still want to talk about like blockchain to be honest and creating sure, and yeah. just like as a developer like what is it about development that kind of got you into it and was what was the hook like you seem driven you seem like you really when you're like there's always more to do it sounds like you're really working hard like, what is it what is it about deving and the whole ecosystem for you? Uh, so when I like first was like got the idea of becoming a software engineer was like 
couple years ago. I'm like, I've always been like a pretty voracious reader. Um, just like for the longest time, just read a lot. And so I read this book uh, by Ray Kurzweil. Have you guys heard of Ray Kurzweil? I talked about him. Yeah, dude, he's the futurist. He's unreal. Yeah, he's the futurist, yeah. I, um, uh, first time learning about AR was through him and like, yeah, a lot of stuff. He's great. Yeah, he, he's very, very interesting. Really interesting stuff. Um, he's director of engineering at Google. Um, he's been like a lifelong entrepreneur, super successful guy. Um, he's not like he's i think like a lot of these people come off as like just theorists like armchair theorists who write books and don't really do anything you know it's, it kind of just comes off as almost like shallow thoughts in a sense but this guy is so i always say that like this guy is a successful entrepreneur has made you know invented things and sold um real products into the real world and his his only job ever has been director of engineering at google so he's a legit guy and Anyway, so I was reading, I was reading one of his books um, called How to Create a Mind, I think, or How to Build a Mind or something like that um, a couple of years ago. And it was basically, it's basically about like in very, very deep technical detail about like how the human brain works and this like recursive pattern, rec pattern recognizers that our brain, brains have and like using that knowledge, breaking down how the brain works on a fundamental level to then create artificial intelligence. And so that's like what he was, that's what the book was about and um, how, how it was being done and that kind of thing. And so um, it, the book like blew my mind because basically up until that point, I had been under the impression that like most of the internet and um, information technology innovation had already been done. Like it was kind of over, like we, you know, I missed the wave basically. And, you know, like all the, all the big cool things had been done and that was it. And, you know, it's, it's all great and all, but just like, you know, not, not much more innovation to be done. And then I read this book and it just shattered that, that thought. So I was like, oh my God, like, this guy's 100% right. Like we're gonna conquer artificial intelligence, and it, like things are just improving at a faster, faster rate. And you know, information technology still has a lot to go. There's still there's still just endless opportunity for us to to make new products and, and new services with this new technology. And there's just so much more to do. So that that's what really planted the idea in my mind. And I was like, I gotta get on this somehow. I don't know how, but you know, that was the beginning. And then. Um, and then, so then over time, I like talked to people and read more articles, how to become a software engineer. Like, was it, was it possible? Um, you know, I, I just got a new job too. So it was, it was just like, that was, that was where it started. And then uh, went from there. Oh, that's amazing. And, and so you're saying there's like a very interesting, the concept from the Ray Kurzweil book was just how much because he's very focused on the singularity right like and just and all of that so is the idea of being part of what we're creating for creating to that like the ai type presence or is it just creating for technology's sake and to help others or what's the reason like what's the why wait for the for the brain thing the ai thing for for okay. you but like what was it that there you said there's like a, a a piece in the book that just like clicked it for you well like I had, I had, I had before that had thought like, oh, I could go into like, you know, I was kind of like not totally sure what I wanted to do with my life, where I wanted to go exactly. I was working in finance because I thought that that would actually be a good way to like get a look at different industries and different businesses and stuff like that and kind of get, get to the next step of like my development or whatever. Reading that book, maybe like, so, but at that point I was like, tech is like done basically. I was like, it's, it's been done, you know, nothing there. It's cool and all, but you know, whatever. we already have Facebook. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Like we already have whatever. We have the internet and Facebook. What else do you need? 
And then there was like, no, AI is gonna just the next like big wave of of innovation is gonna create all these you know products and services that were previously you know uh, you know up until this point right now not feasible. But this new tech will unlock all sorts of new possibilities. So then, so then that idea is like, okay, now I can get into tech because it's it's still a, a big green field. Got it. Is that what you're aiming towards to go more down the AI track? Like, cause there's narrow AI and there's wide AI, uh, breadth AI. And yeah, I know we've got like narrow AI. So is your goal with this whole path and trajectory to kind of get more into the wide AI field? I don't know if that's the right term. Um, no, not necessarily. I'm not, not, not even necessarily interested in AI per se, just, just, it's more just like there's opportunity in this industry, um, to use software and, and computers and the internet and possibly AI as well to make you know, new, new products and services. I love it. And the web 3.0. Yeah. And, and blockchain too, that kind of, yeah. Web 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Decentralized applications, all that. Yeah. What a farce. It's going to go nowhere. <laughs> it's a total yeah. clunk. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that, slightly joking. That's cool. Cool that works with, uh, in the blockchain space. Mm-hmm. Like Bitcoin yeah. space. Seriously. Yeah. I, it would be so cool. Wait, oh you, you are, you are though. Like you're closer to it than, than I either. I Actually, well, Spencer is. Well, I don't know. He, Spencer, Spencer is literally a blockchain explorer master, probably. <laughs> like <laughs> that's some in-depth nuance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our, everything we do is open source. So if you guys want to help out. <laughs> do some prs yeah you don't want my code <laughs> i know and i that would be great yeah I can i'm a out. designer i go to the design <laughs> side because coding was i was good at it good enough but not not nearly dedicated at all like the two of you <laughs> you guys both of you wow. so you're a designer I, i'm more of a designer i would say my like my happy place even though i get into happy places you know making some mobile apps and web apps and stuff but I dubbing them, but uh, I had more happy place time when I'm doing product design or collaborating in that sense and thinking about design. And, and I, and that's actually something I'm really interested in too, because like the whole blockchain space, there's all devs, it's all tech, super big cyberpunks and stuff like that that started it. And the whole movement goes forward. And there's so much innovation that is going to happen and is happening and will happen. The biggest issue, right? I, in my opinion, is the UX of everything. Like, like just to onboard my 92-year-old dad to get Ethereum and to get Bitcoin was such a pain. I'm still not even approved on certain platforms. It's yeah. so ridiculous. And then with that, how do you even get access to wallets and such? And I downloaded a wallet, an Exodus wallet. Not very big fan. Like I got some friends to do it. I thought it was really cool because it's only a $1 transaction fee in order to purchase $50 up. It's like a cash app, basically a Bitcoin and or Ethereum and such. But they actually have like these really random restrictions and I can't even withdraw. Like, a tra- yeah, basically just, there's a lot of UI stuff and a U- UI UX stuff that just really annoys me when I'm like, I just lost $9 on a transaction because I didn't even get told that that would yeah. be that. And I don't know why. And you don't provide me a blockchain explorer. I don't even know what's happening. I like another time I went to, you know, Uniswap and I tried to buy the sushi coin for fun or whatever, the Shiva token for fun, just with a few hundred bucks. And I lost 
like a hundred dollars because I paid a transaction fee because I'm an idiot and I wanted to just buy it and I wanted to suffer. I wanted at least once in my life to do the the transaction fee on ETH that's super high. And I lost a hundred dollars because it's transaction fee of a hundred at the time for gas. Do you know what freaking happened? It, it the the transaction was in process, getting verified, and then it got rejected somehow. I still have no idea to this day why. And yeah. I found out that of my few hundred dollars, I lost the hundred dollar gas fee. It's just gone. Like yeah. I, as a user, lost a hundred dollars for no good reason, no explanation. A blockchain explorer by the Ether scan basically just said it was rejected. I had to go Google like t- for. 30 minutes, what the heck is going on? And how did this even happen? I still don't know to this day why it got rejected. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult, difficult thing. <laughs> people are working on it. I know, but then just try to get like 92 year old people onto it. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's yeah. it. It's an interesting world, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know much about the NEO token. Um, I'm guessing it's like, I mean, it's a blockchain, but I'm guessing it's a token as well, right? Yeah, there's a native, native, native neo asset. Yeah, neo and gas. Is yeah. that what it's called, neo and gas? The, no, it's neo, and then there's another asset called gas. Hmm. Yeah. Is one like a government's to- governance token, or um, the neo is the one that you hold, yeah, to be like a stakeholder. Um, that's the the proof of stake. That's the stakeholder token, and then gas is what you pay for like transaction fees and. Um, and running smart contracts and stuff oh, interesting like powers the network so to speak interesting got you got you so you have to like buy both um yeah it, but yeah pretty much it, um you know i mean right now at least there's a free there's like a free there's a free it's like i forgot what the gas is the it's a 10 free gas for every transaction so if you're sending neo right now on the current neo network it's being upgraded right now but on the current one you can send neo Usually without any gas fees, you don't you don't typically need gas unless you're a oh. or running a smart contract or something like that. Oh, that's really nice. So it gets covered basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it'd be a really bad experience. You had to it's just make it way more complicated to have to buy to buy yeah. buy Neo and then which we really want, and then you buy gas to send the Neo. It just makes it way more complicated. Um, but it also comes with its own problems in terms of like network security and stuff like that. So it's, mm. so it's yeah. yeah sounds like a blast what is this blockchain ecosystem even it's ridiculous how many tokens there are and like what did they really do yeah <laughs> like really what did they all really do yeah that's a good question <laughs> hey the three of us could make one Mm-hmm. Probably but, in like probably in like an hour or less. I yeah. I I genuinely I genuinely want to make a moon tea token just for schnitz and gigs. I just want to call it empty, <laughs> and then and and mint some NFTs for every episode that we have. Give out two or three NFTs per episode. Yeah, and then have yeah. a governance token for no reason. Yeah, you can do it. You can you can do you can, you can <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, make you make this really easily with Neo One on the Neo blockchain. You know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not the best JavaScript developer. I don't want to use TypeScript. It's just so typey. <laughs> well, you, you only need to use TypeScript in the smart contract itself, which is not, it's really not that different from JavaScript. Mm-hmm. You guys definitely could do it. I mean, we have tutorials um, for making ICOs, basically. Well, ICOs are illegal here, basically, right? Really? Well, I mean, as long as you're not representing it as like 
share in a company, then you're not you're not saying that it's equity. You're just saying it's some token. It's just like a piece of yeah. We can be we can be transparent, but we have no idea what we're gonna do with this. But if you want to give us your money, then yeah, you're just sure. saying it's for for fun. I mean, you could even just do it on the test net, and then it really is like disconnected from any kind of financial um, um, reality. Have you guys heard of useless Ethereum? No. It came out what? end of 2017. <laughs> Beautiful website. And it was a real, it was a real coin. And there was an FAQ section. And someone was like, it's like, oh, do you expect, do you think is useless Ethereum gonna be on exchanges? <laughs> and the person's like, oh God, I hope so. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, what what are the ICO funds gonna be used for? And the person's like, honestly. I'm probably gonna buy a bunch of electronics, like get a bunch of like really nice a video game setup, uh, and then and then he keeps saying like, you probably shouldn't buy this, but yeah. if you want to, like this is how you do it. And yeah. he, uh, I checked and he got he got like a hundred grand just like from people being yeah. like, I want some useless Ethereum. It's a pretty nice uh, video game setup you got now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it was very funny and it was the only ICO at the time that was transparent about yeah. what it was doing. Yeah. Oh. I love it. That makes a lot of sense to me. Do you know much about DAOs? Uh not really, no. I don't either. Okay. That was a good try. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, like I'm more of a ICOs. than anything else. Like yeah. making things work. That makes sense. Got it. I like it. So make our dreams come true. MT tokens here we go <laughs> yeah we could do it i'm telling you it would really really not be that hard i i i feel like you know you know the adult adults that are like your next generation up and then you say something and you're like it's really not hard and they're like yeah i bet that's gonna yeah i bet it's not hard that's how <laughs> i feel like right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man maybe that'd be sweet who knows let's ideate let's figure this out yeah let me know. It may happen. Spencer, are you going to the CrossFit meet? Meet? Do you, yeah. Do you go to those competitions? Uh, no, I've, I don't think I've ever been as a as a, a participant. No. Uh, okay. Dude, Spencer goes like six days a week, maybe five days a week. Yeah, five or six days a week. Yeah. Wow, it's really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. What have you? What's it called? There's like. Gosh, yeah, CrossFit competitions would be intense. Oh my goodness. Um, how long have you been doing that for? CrossFit? Um like on and off for a while, like maybe 10 years or so, 10 or 11 years. Oh dang. Oh yeah, wow. I, mostly off because I I like discovered it with my with my parents um at the end of high school. Like dad saw an ad in the paper, we went and we were hooked. Uh, but then I went to opt college and ran cross country and track. So I didn't do much CrossFit then, Then I graduated and depending on like whatever point I was at my life since then, it was like, do I have enough money and time to do it? Then I would do it. And if, if not, then I would just run or something. Um, but, um, yeah, so on and off for that, yeah. that period of time. Spencer's dad is like the top 10 ranks for his age group in the U S yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's actually impressive. What's your favorite workout? Um, full Murphy. Uh, Murph, Murph, yeah, hey, Murph. yeah. <laughs> uh, 40 pound vest, right? Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. Something like, I don't think it's quite 40 pounds, it's like 30 pounds, 30 uh, pounds, 30, 35 pounds. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just I just go work out. I'm really, I'm really not like 
it's not like my uh i don't like i don't give it that much more thought than like what except for when i'm in the gym just working out do you compete like against people in the gym because i know sometimes they do it for time and rounds and whatnot but sometimes yeah, people kind of do competitive. yeah yeah i mean there's a slight competitive element to it i mean we put up we we put our, our like scores for every workout into the application it's it's called it's called like the whiteboard um so you like kind of put your score in the in the uh in the system for the day and then everyone everyone can see what everyone did and so you're kind of like ranked by you know top to bottom and by time or score or whatever and you can kind of see like oh yeah that guy that i'm usually super close with like oh he beat me today and i uh, i beat him yesterday though and so you can kind of have these like little um little mini like friendly competitions yeah but no that's like, so cool serious is yeah, that I, I is that it. is that an app with your gym or is that like a globalized or crossfit centralized app no it's like it's like a third-party application that is made for crossfit gyms and so they make oh. like back-end um like gym management software and then they also have like uh, kind of customer facing software where you kind of enter your personal your contact information your billing information stuff like that so they can you know send out notifications to the system um they can also um they post the workouts so you can look at the workout for the week the, the workouts for the week um sign up for class that kind of thing so it's really full end-to-end -end gym management plus the like also keeping track of you know your personal fitness progress and like your lifting your like best lifts and your best times and um like scores for the day nice yeah i like it and then a feature to say ha beat you yeah, you can no, you can you can like and comment on people's scores. Yeah, but it's usually just likes. It's usually just like, good job, man. <laughs> there's an aggressive, like an aggressive competition app where there's no like feature. It's just aggression. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I will get you. Yeah, <laughs> coming after you. Target. You've been targeted. Yeah. That would actually be kind of fun. <laughs> uh, and then last fun fact: Spencer drinks like. 30 of these a day. Oh, God. Are those kombucha? Not 30, not 30. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer uh, runs on kombucha. Like, I do like kombucha. Yeah, I'm a fan. Kombucha. Yeah, like part of my 10% of my blood. Yeah. Have you made your own before? Your own mama yeast? No, that's way too complicated. It's actually not that complicated, but you need you need pretty tight temperature control of the of the uh, the batches. Oh, really? I don't have that ability with my current setup. I once hung out with somebody and they went to the fridge, they opened their fridge and they just had this one gallon of kombucha just sitting there. I was like, what is this? It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And it was in San Francisco. And of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> Floating around brown. Yeah. On scoby, brown. yeah. Oh, the scoby, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is a science to an extent. <laughs> yeah, to an extent, yeah. Dude, it's, it's so funny because Spencer probably has like, rent restaurants kombucha budget <laughs> but kombucha budget is probably above like it's like probably just under <laughs> for him yeah because yeah. <laughs> he I know he gets he gets the right he gets the same flavor yeah he doesn't get it from costco like, he, like he'll, he'll, he'll like clear out shelves at, yeah. at like cvs you know i truly respect it when you sit in your desk all day you know alone in your apartment yeah i just like that little kombucha sip on why not what's the flavor that you're you're loving i actually like the original flavor but for some reason they don't sell it in the stores that i go to anymore come on like what was that synergy synergy this, this is, is an advertisement for you this is gingerade 
Ginger Aid. Come on, get your originals. Better. Yeah, they don't sell anymore. I don't know. Spencer's an upset customer. I have an What are you I doing? Am... We should tweet I like, at him. I feel like yeah. I feel like if Spencer had two offers, he would, and they're pretty similar. Like he would choose whichever one had kombucha, and like if if the other one didn't. You mean like if they had him in the office, they yeah, like get free free kombucha for anybody? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that would be that the would equivalent. Be a, that would be like, a big yeah big perk for me. That would be the equivalent <laughs> of like a twenty grand upgrade. I'd <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> be like, careful what you wish for. <laughs> careful what you offer. <laughs> I just started working at the WeWork. We just had another one open up in Tempe, and it's like a fifteen minute drive. They have kombucha on tap, so come here. Okay. But is it, I mean, it's gotta be like, it's gotta be very specific. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, uh, you know. yeah, no, one was strawberry basil. I mean, basil, I'm just kidding. And the other one was apple cinnamon or something like that. Apple vanilla. I don't know. No original. Mm. Nope. Not about going there. Yeah. Not going there. Dang Spencer's it. gonna I go to the nearest it. CVS and yeah. try that one instead. Yeah. I wanted Spencer to come hang out. <laughs> Spencer, do you do you like travel and do you go on vacations and stuff? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh wait, no, you went to Florida a few times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to Florida for a vacation, and I went to Florida again for my friend's wedding, and I've been other places. Oh, yeah, all right. pretty exciting. Any favorite places? Um, I've not traveled that much, so I, I can't say I have like a favorite place yet. Of the places you've been, any favorite places? Oh, he's like, no. <laughs> uh, all. Um, um, I, I really have not been that many places. Um, Me neither. I mean, that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Did you like anywhere you went? Like, well, I, anywhere like I like ex- all of them. I like, <laughs> okay, the, um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's more like the experience. Every experience is like different. And oh, any favorite experiences? What's a memorable one that's PG? Like, yeah. Well, I just I just meant that like the, the whole vacation, the whole the whole trip or whatever. The only the only mm. really the only like real trip I've like been on, like trip trip, uh like a foreign, let's say, is um was to Colombia a few years ago. Um a few friends and I went to Medellin, Colombia, and then we went to Cartagena. And that that was fun. But that was I mean, that was like my first like kind of trip out of the country as an adult, like on on our own. Um so that, that was just like the very, that, that's like literally the only place I've been outside the country, not with my parents. That's amazing. No, it's so cool. Yeah. And so you liked it? It was, it was it a good time. You liked it, liked it. it was a, yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, I think we could, I think we can do better. Like it was, it was fun, of course. Oh, I mean, like, right. how do you do better? Tell me how, what, well, what's the like, next level. That was our first trip. So we, you know, we, we, um, like, I don't know, for example, like it was, everyone speaks Spanish there. So I would have, Prefer, like if I went to Latin America again, I would prefer to know Spanish pretty well, like like a pretty good conversational level. Um, we need, we need like enough Spanish to get by, but but not that much. So I think that would have made it a lot better. For example, that makes a lot of sense. Totally, totally. Yeah, I remember. I I, I it's traveling is difficult, especially in the countries that are foreign speaking or uh, yeah speak a different language. You're like, oh man, how do I actually feel one kind of like my goal when i travel i want to kind of feel like a local and i still haven't really figured out how to consistently make that a thing how do i get integrated and feel good about traveling i don't know yeah hostels i guess those are really good yeah yeah couch surfing you can meet people even if you don't 
use it to for your lodging you can still use it to meet people and mm. we use that in colombia to meet to meet natives and make new friends and stuff and people that i still keep in touch with to this day that live that's in colombia really cool. no way yeah so uh, that's definitely i mean i think elliot didn't elliot talk about that a lot on his podcast yeah spencer yeah. spencer listened to the whole thing yeah ah, I that's that amazing yeah. hey. but I, we went to colombia elliot had gone to colombia already previously which he may have talked about actually on the podcast uh, and he used couch he used couch surfing and so he met he went to medellin and he made a friend and before we went there he connected us with that friend that he made and so we, amazing. we texted that guy on, on whatsapp before we going like hey we're gonna be in colombia for these days love to meet you whatever and he was like super nice super hospitable invited us over to his his home and made us food and like we, he was like a resource for us too we could be like oh is this a cool place to go is this a safe place to go and he was so he gave us like lots of like local information and you know we hung out with him a few times and then we that went from Minyin awesome. to Cartagena and we're like hey we're going to Cartagena tomorrow and he was like oh I have this like like long lost friend I haven't I don't talk to him that much but we like we grew up together in another city and um let me hit him up and so he like hit him up and, and so he connected us with that guy who was also big on couch surfing and also big on like meeting new people, meeting foreigners, like showing people his city and stuff like that. And so we got there and and he um, he met up with us and showed us all the best restaurants and these like rooftop bars and like told, you know, he was another resource for us. And he also spoke, they both spoke pretty good English. So there was that too. So they, you know, were, were big help to make our trip like 10X better. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. The, some people out there are just so cool. Yeah. So cool. That is so kind of them to one, make you dinner. My goodness. I don't even know if I could make a very good dinner. If someone said, yeah. Hey, I got some friends coming in. But two <laughs> then sends you on another adventure. That's awesome. Yeah. What a good host. Yeah. I had a friend who moved to Austin, didn't know anyone. And then went to a bunch of couch surfing meetups and that's where he found his community. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. Oh. Like people visit, people will visit and then also go to those meetups. And so, and then there's probably like a core group of people that's just locals that like didn't grow up in the area. Yeah. And yeah, that was his core group of friends for like two years. And I'm sure they had a bunch of events and stuff. So yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely a good resource. Man, meetup that app it got bought out for 200 million by WeWork, i believe like a few years back the ui hasn't changed at all i feel like that app is stagnated like it had so much potential and what i I guess it still works people use it but it's like it could be so much spencer so much better are there any are there any uh, words of wisdom or parting thoughts you want to say to our i don't know Two or three listeners. Like we, we've upgraded since. <laughs> no, I, I see the accounts. It's like thirty. It's like thirty views. All, me at night. Refresh incognito. Incognito. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I should have thought of this beforehand. Uh, words of wisdom. I don't know. You have one chance. Don't mess it up. <laughs> you know, accomplish your dreams. That's my word. Wow. I love it. 
Okay. I love it. You you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Follow, yeah. Accomplish don't, your dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> any any uh, thing you want to promote? Um, you could if you're interested in developing for a you know a smart contract or some kind of decentralized application, come to a neo-one.io. That's our website. Check it out. Do it do it you won't regret it i love it yeah oh man well much to my chagrin as per usual the time has come spencer you are the man thank you for coming on to another episode of the moon tea podcast with your co-host john and Hugh. hey this is a place it is called a safe space where we talk about anything and everything and also under the very generic branch of craft community and building meaningful careers. So tune in next week. Once a week, we come out with something. Who knows what it'll be? Spencer, you're the man this week. Thanks for coming. See ya. Like and subscribe. Thanks for having me. Peace.